Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. I'll give you a moment to keep sharing the peace as we share the peace around this house. Peace be with you all, tech team, our amazing hosts, Pastor Melody, our worship band. Peace to all of you and peace to you guys at home. The peace of Jesus Christ. This isn't just a time where um, we share a greeting with one another, uh, but this is a time where we share the peace of Christ. And if there was uh, any better time to be sharing the peace in our homes and beyond, um, I don't know. I don't know that there's ever been a better time. So peace be with you. Our scripture today comes from Acts chapter 2, and I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to read, um, I'm not, I'm not going to skip out uh, on anything here. We're going all the way from 1 to 21. So join me if you would. I'm reading from the CEB Bible today, which is a little different translation than many of you have. Uh, you're welcome to read from any of those other translations and follow along. Acts chapter 2. <clears throat> when Pentecost Day arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound from heaven like the howling of a fierce wind, mighty rushing wind, filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Now, there were pious Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. When they heard the sound, a crowd gathered. They were mystified because everyone heard them speaking in their native tongues. They were surprised and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all the people who are speaking Galileans, every one of them? Now, that was not a nice thing to say. That's like, those are the outcasts, the misfits, the people that don't belong, and yet they're the ones speaking to us. How then can each of us hear them speaking in our native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, as well as the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the regions of Libya bordering Cyrene, and the visitors from Rome, both Jews and Converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the mighty works of God in our own languages. They were all surprised and bewildered, and some of them even asked each other, what does this mean? Others jeered at them, saying they're full of new wine. They're drunk. But Peter stood with the other 11 disciples. He raised his voice and declared, Judeans and everyone living in Jerusalem, know this. Listen carefully to my words. These people aren't drunk, as you suspect. After all, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. I love Peter. He's funny. Rather, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. Even upon my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will cause wonders to occur in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. The sun will be changed into darkness and the moon will be changed into blood before the great and spectacular day of the Lord comes. And listen to this. If you tuned out, tune back in. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord to which we say, thanks be to God. 
Church, brothers and sisters in Christ, I had a whole other sermon planned. <laughs> I get together with our, uh, our group and we write our sermons. Um, early in the week, we pull, start pulling stuff together, and then we let it sit and we see what the Holy Spirit has to say. But today my heart is breaking. As I've heard so many people hurting and seen so many people hurting in our country, I can't help but speak to it. So this is a disclaimer <laughs> that if you are hoping for a cutesy little sermon today where I just told you everything's perfect and wonderful and the butterflies are in the air and it's all just cutes and hunky-dory and all of that, uh, I beg your forgiveness. Started this week by seeing videos of people partying in the Ozarks in a giant pool. I've never seen a pool that big. I don't even know where you make a pool that big. There were so many people together. But they're there putting so many people at risk. I understand free country, you do you and all that, but there's a certain bit of seeking self that just seemed over the top to me. And it hurt. Seeking self rather than an end to this virus. Then I reached out to you this week and I said, brothers and sisters, I am sick and tired right now. I am sick and tired. And I said, tell me what you're sick of. And we talked about rain and muddy feet all through my house and having to wipe the dog's feet off every time the dog comes back in. And Mom, I'm bored. Mom, I'm hungry. Mom, I'm tired. While they're sitting in front of food and talking to their friends at the same time. And some said anxiety and some said illness. But there were more of us that were sick and tired. And then I thought the world was pretty well already upside down. I thought the world was pretty well upside down already. But then it just went full tilt upside down this week. Protests, riots, shooting, threats from authority, and mayhem in cities all over. And yet today, we celebrate today the best day of the church next to Easter. This day. What's today, everybody? In the room, y'all already know. What's today in the church? Pentecost. It's Pentecost. It's Pentecost Sunday. This is the birthday of the church. This is the day that celebrates this amazing event, this mighty rushing wind in Acts 2, where the church came to life. And we've talked about this for the last few years, is this is like a defining scripture for our campus, our congregation, is to look for the opportunities that we might have to see Pentecost days happen in other people's lives. We've thought about this before. This, imagine this, right? You go to the you go to Jerusalem. It's a, it's a big festival that's happening at this time. There's people from all over. You heard me read the list. It's an incredible list of people from all over the place. You're there. Maybe you're just there as like a vendor, and you know it's a big event, and you happen to sell, I don't know, shawls. So you bring your thing of shawls, and you're getting everything set up. It's early in the morning. You're putting all your parts and pieces together thinking, man, I sure hope some of these people buy my shawls. They're very pretty shawls, but here I got shawls, and I'm putting them up in my little shawl booth. And then a mighty rushing wind that just knocks everything over in your life. And all of a sudden you hear for the first time in your life the gospel in your language. For the first time in your life. And it says that so many were added that day. That our hope as a church is that we might be a part of being someone's Pentecost day that we might be a part of seeing that rushing wind happen in their life, and we might be there to speak their language 
and share the gospel with them. And we ask each other all the time, church, don't we? Whose Pentecost Day will you be a part of? This week we started this new sermon series called Homesick because we're stuck at home. Anybody else being sick of being stuck at home? So many of us are sick. Their hands going up all over the house here. But even more, we know about what home really is. And I am homesick for our heavenly home right now. Maybe today more than ever. Because when Pentecost Day happens, the church comes to life. So there are two things that I want to hit on today that I feel like the Holy Spirit is calling us to talk about. And let me tell you this. If I, if I say one thing that resonates with you today, would you, would you please share this somehow? You don't have to post it on your Facebook page. Send it to somebody in your message list. Send somebody a link that needs to hear the good news in the midst of this chaos. I'm asking you, please, as your pastor, to do this today. First thing. There's a mighty rush of wind, a mighty rush of wind when the Holy Spirit comes. A couple Fridays ago, do you guys remember, I don't know if it happened for the rest of you guys, I just happened to be standing outside at my house, and I heard this like rush of something coming. And I thought maybe it was just like rain was about to hit like really hard or something, the sky got super dark, you could tell something was going on. It was like this and it just got louder and louder and louder. And then, boom, this rush of wind hit like, a, like the remnants of a tornado or something were going over our heads. And it was incredible. And all of a sudden, this mighty established trees started falling over. These mighty established trees started falling over. And then my power went out. Now, I tell you that because I want you to think about Pentecost Day and the mighty rushing wind of the Holy Spirit. It's a crazy moment. But in that moment, mighty established systems fell over. And God's power went out through the people. Out and all over. People heard the gospel. It was no longer contained to this 11 disciples, but the whole church came to life. And Peter reminds us that it wasn't just these disciples, but it was men and women. It was young and old. It was all who would now hear the gospel, who would be the gospel, who would spread the gospel. Mighty established systems fell over where only men could preach, where only men could bring the gospel, where only the Jews could bring the gospel. But then it became everyone's gospel in that moment, in that mighty rushing wind, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. Number two, when the Holy Spirit comes, everyone gets to hear in their own language. Every one. Scripture talks about this gathering, this huge moment. People had come from all over, right? This is the uh, Pentecost, which means like the 50th, right? The 50th day after Passover. It was already a celebration before this Pentecost thing happened, and it changed how we understood the entirety of it. And here we sit 50 days after Easter. This huge gathering in Jerusalem, not just Jews there, people from all over, many languages, God's beautiful creativity of people that looked different and talked different and came from different backgrounds and different cultures and had different histories and different stories. They all got to hear, everyone, everyone, because this is how God works. Not one language was left out, not one. 
And it reminds us of that moment where Jesus is standing on the shore and he tells the disciples to pull their nets to the other side of the boat. You're not catching anything here. The established systems aren't working. I want you to put your nets on the other side. And all of a sudden it says that they brought in 153 different kinds of fish. And it had nothing to do with the kinds of fish and everything to do with the fact that that was how many people they knew existed in the world. What he was saying was that there everybody gets to come be a part of this. Everyone is welcome. No matter who you are, no matter what you look like, no matter where you came from, no matter what your story is, all could finally hear the gospel of this day together at the same time in each person's native tongue. Amen. Now here's the thing. We sit here celebrating Pentecost 50 days after Easter. After Easter. When the gospel broke forth from the empty tomb, when no longer did death get the last word, when no longer did sin rule, when no longer do we breathe one breath that's not filled with God's grace. That right there, brothers and sisters, it was what home means. God's kingdom on earth. Home came to life on earth in Easter. But pastor, I thought you were sick of being home. <laughs> Not really. I love my home. I love my kids. I like being around my wife, which is a wonderful blessing that you love being around these people. That are, if, but, I'm, but I'm sure that there are many of you that live in hurt-filled homes that are broken, that are in particularly difficult places to be right now, conversations that you need to be having but aren't. I know some of you are in pain-filled homes or have remembrances of pain-filled upbringing. I'm not really talking about that home as in your house. I'm talking about the home that Jesus brings, the kingdom home, where the kingdom is, where the kingdom of God is. That, brothers and sisters, is home for us all. That's what I'm homesick for. That's what we're all homesick for. We see glimpses of it now, we see glimpses of it in worship. We see glimpses of it as we share communion in this incredibly beautiful new way. We see glimpses of it in baptisms. We see glimpses of it when the homeless get homes, when the, the hungry get fed, when the naked are clothed. We see glimpses of that when justice prevails. But we know one day God will bring the kingdom in all its fullness. And the lion and the lamb will lay down together. And every knee will bend and every tongue confess that the Lord is the Lord of all. Home is God's kingdom. Home made its way into this world at Jesus' birth. That home crushed death on the cross. That home broke forth with life and resurrection. That home gets the final word. And on Pentecost Day, the Holy Spirit broke into the mouths and the tongues and the hearts of all, sharing the gospel with a joyful noise of worship and praise together with all, for all. That's the good news. God has already set the kingdom in our ears and on our lips. So now, brothers and sisters, it's our turn church. It's our turn. This Sunday, we celebrate the birthday of the church. So we get to be the church. What do you do on your birthday? You get gifts, right? You give gifts to other ones, a sharing of gifts. Brothers and sisters, the church's birthday should remind us that this is the moment where we share our gifts with one another in a world that's still walking by, hoping for that Pentecost day, that Pentecost moment, putting together their shawl booth, waiting and hoping for something more than what their life has become, waiting for the
the sound of hope, grasping at anger and loss because that feels more real than equality and grace and peace. Our voice, church, must be the loudest one. We need a rush of the Holy Spirit again where everyone gets to hear the gospel, not just the affluent and the privileged. A Holy Spirit movement that brings us all home, home to a place where all have dignity, value, and love. I can't preach at all today without talking about what's happening right now around the world, in particular in our country. And the thing is, it's not just in our country, and it's not just this past week. People are victimized and brutalized all over the world daily. People are trafficked and treated like commodities. People are abused. People are enslaved. Now. Now, I'm not saying that to belittle what's going on in our country right now. I'm saying that because I want the church to remember that we have a huge job to do. And it can't be a job that we forget when the next news cycle comes, when the next distraction comes our way, and we forget about those who suffer injustice every single day. Our job, church, is massive. And it seems daunting, I think. But our reaction can't be silence, because we're intimidated by the task. To do so would be to live in the privilege of not having to care. Brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit is stronger than injustice, fear, anger, and inequality. And this week, we get to be the church. We get to celebrate Pentecost. Talk about what's happening in your own home. Talk about it around the table so that your children understand. Make an effort to listen to others who are discriminated against on a daily basis. Stand up against those who use power and authority to abuse and hurt. That's what we say in our baptismal promises when we have our confirmation service, which normally happens on Pentecost Sunday. We say that we will stand as the church to defend the defenseless, to be the voice for those who have no voice. Don't stay silent when you see racism and discrimination happen. Call it out in the name of the Lord. And join me in my confession. I haven't said enough and I haven't done enough. And to my black and brown brothers and sisters, I'm sorry. I confess that to you. I'll do a better job of listening and paying attention. I'll do a better job of not staying silent. I will love beyond race, creed, culture, and background. It's not a home if it's not a home for all. It's not the kingdom of God if it's not the kingdom of God for all. Because home, the one that Jesus makes for us, is for all. Home is where grace comes from. Home is where the beauty of God's creativity comes from. Brothers and sisters, let's be the church. I'm sick of not being home. I'm tired of seeing division and brokenness. We are not defined by our politics. We are defined by Jesus in the waters of baptism when we are claimed as children of God, 
young and old, men, women, all of us, no matter how we see or understand ourselves, children of God, one family of God. I'm ready to be a part of a Holy Spirit movement to bring us together as one, one body of Christ, one kingdom of God, one home for all. Because if it's not a home for all, it's not a home for any of us. If it's not a kingdom of God for all, then it's not a kingdom of God for any of us. Come Holy Spirit, come. Brothers and sisters, it's time today, right now, to bring the kingdom home here. Amen. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.